welcome everyone to the very first 2022 edition of the Final Down NFL podcast with me, Jim, Denver Dave and Punk Raider. We're here to talk about the NFL boys. How you doing? Mm, not bad. It's January. Feeling delicate. We should, mm. we should be feeling, you know, new year, new you, but instead it's all just a bit meh. Oh, no. It's, it's new it's year, same old, same old aches and pains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till you get to my age. Yeah, I'll be oh. dead by then. <laughs> or in jail. Either that or all of those in the immediate vicinity around me will be dead by then. guys we need to talk about some nfl week 17 happened before we get to week 17 we've had another um passing in the nfl and that was dan reeves uh dan reeves who appeared in nine super bowls as a player assistant coach and head coach died at his home in atlanta on saturday he was 77 years old reeves is only one of 10 coaches to have won at least 190 regular season games in his career and he guided two teams, the Broncos and the Falcons, to the Super Bowl and was the head coach of the New York Giants for four seasons. Reeves spent 39 years in the NFL from his rookie year in 1965 as a player with the Dallas Cowboys, which kicked off an eight-year career that included the longest completion in the fabled Ice Bowl, a 50-yard touchdown to Lance Rensel on a halfback pass. And he played in two Super Bowls, including the Cowboys' win in Super Bowl VI. He was then an assistant coach in three Super Bowls and was a head coach in four Super Bowls, three of those with the Broncos. In Reeves' Broncos tenure, the team had a losing record just twice, with one of those being the strike shock in 1982 season. After his time in Denver, Reeves led the Giants to four seasons, uh, including the 11-5 finish in 1993. Um, so he's up there. Hall of Fame head coach. Yeah, he's in the... He uh, was twice NFL coach of the year. Um, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned that particular stat, but he's also in the Broncos ring of fame as well. So, uh, yeah, when, when the... Um, Falcons got to the Super Bowl. It, it was unfortunately against the um, Broncos, fortunately for us, and um, the Broncos beat him. So for him, it was kind of bittersweet because he got to see what he helped build mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl. Because he was part of that, you know, that process of what helped build this, the back-to-back Super Bowl winning teams in 1998. Um, but he was unfortunately on the opposite side of it, um, Falcons coach, when uh, when he eventually lost. And it was bittersweet for the Broncos as well because it was a guy who did so much for the Broncos you know losing on the opposite side so um but yeah there's uh, going to be a commemoration for him um at mile high um so yeah it will be uh, it is a bit of a loss i mean it's similar to what the raiders went through with one of their previous head coaches but obviously madden coached the raiders for for like forever decades 10 years but yeah dan reeves helped the broncos although it wasn't you know as i don't know if it was, was as long a period in fact, it probably was about 10 years, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have been um, far off. But he was part of building what the Broncos are. The Broncos are, they're not one of those slapdash sort of organisations that is built on strong foundations. And it, a lot of it comes from Dan Reeves. Absolutely. Dan Reeves was always one of those coaches that was very strong on fundamentals. Yeah. His offences would never be particularly flashy or fancy or do anything, but he had good players did things well in the right positions and he coached people properly, you know, um, he is a big loss. I mean, I remember him on those old giants teams and obviously the Denver teams and so on and so forth. And yeah. I mean, he was always a coach that even though he was coaching the Broncos, he, he was always one of those kind of upper echelon coaches. He wasn't someone that would, you know, you, you, you could see who he could build a squad. He could build a team and he was just as comfortable with offense as he was with defense. So, 
you know, he really was was a, a, a consumer all round coach. Oh, what I do for him now? <laughs> what we do for him now? You know, basic yeah. fundamentals being covered. <sighs> but yeah, poignant. Fundamentals. Anyway, you can't uh, spell what... fundamentals without fun. That's what I'd say. Fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, so with that news, we're going to move on to the games. No Thursday games. We go straight to Sunday. And we're going to do something we rarely get to do, and that's let Punk be happy and talk about a Raiders win first. Josh Jacobs carried his form through from the second half of last week, straight into this one, scoring on the opening drive. Derek Carr threw two picks, but both weren't punished by the Colts, who could only get one touchdown before halftime. Some guy called Jonathan Taylor got that. With field goals, the score was 10-6 to Indy at halftime. T.Y. Hilton had an extremely lucky touchdown at the start of the second, as three players jumped up for the ball, and all they did was push the ball into his hands. But the Colts didn't push on and the Raiders were able to come back in the fourth. Hunter Renfro putting in work yet again with a touchdown. And Michael Badgley field goal tied the game with two minutes to go. A second Renfro touchdown was ruled out, but it allowed Las Vegas to chew the clock before letting cash money Daniel Carlson kick his third field goal of the game to give the Raiders life in the AFC playoff race. For a team that was six and seven, if they can win at home next week, they're in. The final score in Lucas Oil Stadium was the Raiders 23, Colts 20. You know what? A couple of weeks ago, after you got absolutely mauled by the Chiefs, which the Broncos will get mauled by the Chiefs in this upcoming week, so that's not me poking. Uh, Chargers, Chargers, they're playing this week. No, no, I'm saying the Chiefs will, the, the Broncos will get mauled by the Chiefs. Oh, so okay, yeah, not, Broncos, not yeah, me yeah. poking fun. That's yeah. not me poking fun. Um, so after that, you said, right, done, tear it up, forget it, done. You've won three on the bounce since yeah. then. Three on yeah. the bounce against, you know, two very good teams and the Browns. Um, so it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. You know, week one of next season, I'm going right. Tear it up, get rid of it. That's it, done. And then the Broncos are going to yeah. get 16 unbeaten. But this wait. is this this is the Raiders this season. Win three, lose three. Win three, lose three. Win three, lose three. This is what we've done all season long. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the game against the Colts, we were good, but we weren't great. Um, you couldn't ask much more of the defense. They did, you know, holding Taylor to 108 yards. To me, that's a massive win. Yeah, he's quite capable of running 200 on you, um, as you know, Mixon pretty much did with the Bengals a few weeks ago. So I think the defence deserves credit. And Gokwe came back a bit. I think I said in last week's podcast that we really need him to start stepping up and getting in the backfield again. He did. Um, he had kind of, you know, three, uh, five or six real pressures, a couple of sacks. Um, so that was good. Um, holding the Colts to 20 points, 262 total yards, that's a big bonus. Um, can I tell you what my... Pretty good. Go on. Can I tell you what my thought about it was? It, and this, I, I haven't watched it massively in depth, but this felt like both teams not wanting to go balls out. Both teams kind of playing a little bit safe and just saying, look, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go for big plays. We're going to play not I conservative, think, but within I ourselves. Right. I think you're right in the That's first what it felt half, like. definitely. I think, I think it was very much a case of both teams going, don't lose the game in the first half. Yeah. Because, you know, it's ridiculous. As long as you can keep it close all the way through, then, you know, the chips will fall where they will. But, um, I but think, it just didn't think, feel like even second half it didn't feel like at any point Indy said okay Carson Wentz go and throw it I mean he had a, what under 150 well, yards I, and I what the stats were was under 150 coverage. yeah he was he was uh, 16 of 27 for 148 but there was, but there was so, multiple occasions when he didn't have an option deep 
at all like no one went deep normally you see michael pittman running you know either crossways or playing some kind of air raid or even playing as a standard wide yeah. and coming you know faking to run up and then coming short and getting a 15 yard gain none of that it was I think very some of that was because we were taking it away the, the other thing we were getting really good at was um or we were really good at was getting them off the field they only they only converted three of 11 first uh, third downs so <laughs> You know, we we really if 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 it wasn't Taylor making runs and and moving them down the field, they really weren't going anywhere at all. So the fact that we could keep Wentz under 150 and um, Taylor only just over 100 meant we were always going to be in the game. Um, you know, to be fair to Derek Carr, I have slated him a fair amount recently, and he still wasn't particularly great in this game. He was still throwing stupid interceptions. But, you know, something seems to happen to him if he's got the chance to have one of those last-minute drives to go and win a game. He seems to suddenly, you know, get better. He actually reads the game properly. He's, you know, his his little slide up in the pocket to get the ball to Renfro on that touchdown that was called back was magnificent. There's no way he should have been able to... He should have been able to avoid, avoid the rushes, but somehow... Derek Carr in in the fourth quarter manages to do those things. It's just a shame he can't do them in the you know first three quarters. Well, if you're um, going to have any success in the playoffs, he's going to have to do that kind of stuff. In the we're first not going to have any success in the playoffs. Well, I'll you know you what I'm why. saying. You know what I'm saying. Hang on, because yeah, even if we beat the Chargers next week, guess yeah. who it is we're playing in the playoffs? Go on, the Chiefs. Yeah, but that can change. Uh, it's not, not the Chiefs change. nailed in. It's not the Chiefs nailed on stone, is it? No, it is They're the Chiefs. Well, it's it, it's not nailed, but it, let's be honest. You know, the okay, likelihood okay. of it That's... not being the Chiefs is, let's, is let's very just... minimal. And if it's not the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. So, okay. you know, let's just, I let's wouldn't just say be confident it is the Chiefs. either way. Let's just say it is the Chiefs. You've done it to the Chiefs before. It, uh, you banked us this season. I know. We have quite, done it before. but Quite frankly, you're probably better off being at Arrowhead than you are being at home because you've had more success away from home. And we've seen that you you and I are both, you know, AFC West knuckleheads. You you've got more chance of getting a result away from home in this league than we have at home. Yeah, so absolutely. you know, it, I think there's a good chance that if you do play the Chiefs, you you're not going to be on a hiding like you have in both both games this season. You've conceded 40 odd points. Um I can't remember what the numbers were offhand, but Yeah, it's, it's something like that. I wouldn't immediately dismiss you because you know them. Because you know, it's, if you, if you were playing a team you hadn't played in quite some time, I'd say you, I'd give you zero chance. If you were playing, I know you can't. But if it was someone See, like that, the Rams, the I games. know you can't play those, the Rams. But those games where you give us zero chance are the ones that we win. You, nah, we would not. already be. Look at look at our season this season. If we had beaten one of Washington, Chicago, or the Giants, we'd already be in the playoffs. Right, but if you'd have lost the games that you should have lost, but we there, there's no, you know, there is, there is. You look at this team. It's and ifs go, and buts, okay. isn't it? It's ifs and buts. How many, yeah, how many, course it's all how many games buts, have been? But... How many games have been won by a last minute field goal or a dodgy decision? Or as the Bengals got this week, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, but fortuitous goal line calls, let's call it. It's, it's small <laughs> margins. That's all it is. But. You've been blown Absolutely. out twice by the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, look at last season. I'm... The Bucks were massively blown out twice by the, the Saints. But as soon as it came to, you know, the the real game, it, it was it was an easy... Don't uh, get me wrong. No once, once, once you're in, in the tournament, anything can happen. Yes. You know what I mean? We, we've seen it a million times. 
but but I'm just not that convinced that we're going to get to the tournament. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to, purely on the fact that I can sit there and go, we're a playoff team and your two teams suck. But, you know, oh, no, I it's... suck anyway. <laughs> but, but if it, all honesty, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those. Almost feels like we're backing into it, it, even if we beat the Chargers, just because it doesn't feel like we proper. I mean, with all the off-field stuff this season, you know, we've earned it. Every single win that we've had, we've earned. We've had some stupid losses, which we do every year anyway. But you know, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to think about this team anymore, because the, you know they they defy. They defy description at times. They really do because they either complete and shoot themselves in the foot and are twenty-one down in the first eight minutes of a game, and are then scrabbling to get back in it. They keep it tight and shut down one of the best running offenses that you know the NFL seen in the last few years. Great, brilliant, and win that game. Or alternatively, you know, we go and blow out someone like the Ravens or the Steelers, and it's just. <laughs> It's, we're just Jekyll and Hyde and, and the consistency is, is the massive problem that we're going to have. Having said that, you know, we could equally come out next week, put 45 up on the Chargers. Defence is playing lights out at the minute. I can't fault the defence at all. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just think we're going to have, the problem we'll have is if we get into the playoffs and we have to play the bloody Chiefs, we'll just have that nagging feeling of what's happened in the two games this season in the back of our heads and we'll find some stupid way for Derek Carr to throw the game away in the first half. So that's my fear. Yes, we played well against the Colts. No, we weren't great. Um, I love the fact we've got a win and in scenario next week. You know, it's in your own hands. You wouldn't have said that three weeks ago. Um, but equally, you know. Can't believe we're saying if, it now. If, if we get there, I'm not sure we will. Couple a couple of points to pick up on there. Number one, I'm not sure you. I could, I'm not sure I agree that you blew out the uh, the Steelers. That's a bit of no. a harsh thing to make. Well, um, all right. We and also, what did we win by fourteen or something, ten or something, no, it was wasn't like it? seven. It was seven or eight. No, it I wasn't. Was quite, it really it was. It wasn't that close. It wasn't I think that it was close. Seven or eight. Mm, I think we anyway. gave up a couple of garbage time touchdowns. That was anyway. it. And then the next thing, uh, you won't be scoring 45. Last time you scored 45 was in about 2010. Come on, let's get a grip. Let's not go silly games. Who knows? No, Who knows? I, hope you, I do That's hope you beat the Chargers. The games. I do hope you beat the Chargers. Yeah. But, I mean, well, there is a scenario whereby both us and the Chargers can get in. Oh, so, God, you know, no. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I want the scenario where you both don't get in. That's what <laughs> I want. I don't know how that can happen. A tie. Yeah, that's I want that, a tie. That every team that the no, Broncos the tie, get in. The tie is the way that we can get in. We can both get in. Oh, is it? So early in the day, I think if the Ravens lose and the Steelers lose for some reason, I think it, no, Colts, if the Colts and the Ravens lose, there's some weird scenario, uh, then we can actually both get in if we tie which means you might, for the first time ever in Sunday night football history, if that's the scenario, you might just watch people kneel down for 60 minutes. You might think, get well, the first look, ever nil-nil so, in so the NFL. 
So, we've, Jim, we've, we've got the, no, 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 please, please. I just want to say, with a little bit of, with a little bit of tricky, tricky editing, you could basically make it so that Punk just said the game was rubbish and they basically knelt down for 60 minutes. With a little bit of trick editing, you can make, you can make that his review, which I quite like. This is annoying. I don't want to make this the Raiders bloody podcast, but unfortunately, at least one Raider right. celebrated a little too hard as well after this game. Rookie, yeah. fourth round cornerback, Nate Hobbs was found by police at 4 a.m. on Monday asleep at the wheel of his car on the parking lot exit ramp of the Cromwell Hotel in, uh, in Vegas. Hobbs was arrested after reportedly struggling with sobriety tests at the scene. I mean, it's quite good that he didn't drive. I'll give him that one. Well, he started driving yeah. if he was on the exit ramp. Well, he tried did he? to. Fell asleep. Did he? Did he? We don't know. He was just asleep in the car. At I the don't wheel. know. He wasn't we'll in the see. back seat. He was well, at the wheel. Yeah, well, he, you know, you got the key, you get in the driver's side, don't mm. you? So... What yeah, is it with driving anyway. 4 a.m. drunk around Las Vegas that uh, your Raiders players can't the, get enough of? I, I, the question for me is more, how the hell has he got the energy after flying back, playing in a game against the Colts, flying back to Vegas to then go out? <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Please, let's move on. Right. Kansas City had its eight-game winning streak snapped and fell out of the top seed in the AFC, ceding that spot to Tennessee as the Bengals got the winning field goal in a 65-point game. Joe Burrow threw for 466 yards and four scores, and the Bengals rallied from three 14-point deficits. Mahomes got touchdown passes in the first quarter to Demarcus Robinson and Travis Kelsey. Darrell Williams rushed for 88 yards and scored twice before halftime. The biggest performance of the day, though, goes to Bengals rookie star Jamar Chase, who caught three touchdowns on the day. Chase's 266 receiving yards was more than Mahomes had passing. In addition to breaking Jerry Butler's NFL rookie record of 255 yards for Buffalo against New York Jets on September 23rd, 1979, Chase set a record for receiving yards in the season by a rookie. He has 1,429 yards with one game left in the league's first 17-game season, surpassing Minnesota's Justin Jefferson, who had 1,400 yards last season. This makes 17 of the past 19 seasons in which at least one team finished in first place the season after finishing in last or tied for last place. But the Bengals haven't won the playoff game in three decades. The final score here was the Chiefs 31, Bengals 34. Any team that beats the Chiefs is all right by me. Mm. And the Bengals are phenomenal this week. But as, as I said, it was fortuitous goal line calls. Um, <laughs> I think you alluded to them there. There was uh, one or two um, questionable refereeing calls. But hey, you, you play the hand that you were dealt, you know. Um, I didn't mention the refs in this game. Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, the fact is, every team has had it where they've been given fortuitous calls from the referees and not taken advantage and not gone on to win games. Um, they went on, they sealed out a game, they got crucial third downs when they needed to. Uh, that sort of, that throw to the right from Joe Burrow to Jamal Chase to take it over the back happened about five times. Like, legit, it genuinely happened about five times. It was that inside to outside mid-post streak, I think you want to call it. Um, I think is I can't really because it's not a post. It was kind of a an inside, but then turned into a streak afterwards. Like it, it was strange, but he got the cornerback every single time with an average of twenty four yards, three touchdowns, and two over two hundred and fifty yards. I can't remember his exact amount. It's ridiculous. Two six six. Insanity, insanity. He's now the fourth highest receiver in the league in terms of yards, um, and his form is just phenomenal going into the playoffs. And it it kind of 
I think it benefits um, it benefits the Bengals in a, a multitude of ways. Because one of the things we were saying going into the draft last year was, you know, it's okay going and get on a wide receiver in the first round, but who's going to protect him to throw in the ball? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to, you know, protect Joe Burrow? And but the the offensive line is is one of the real stars of this Bengals team so far. They've stepped up in a big, big way in terms of uh, positional groups that have improved the most. You've got to say the Bengals' offensive line is is one of the big improvements. They're not one of the best offensive lines in the league. You know, we're not going to try and say that, but they're certainly nowhere near as bad as we've been, you know, used to seeing in recent years. I think the other thing to point out in this game is very much that the determination of the Bengals to get back into it when they were 14 down twice, I think. Three times. Three times they were 14 down, was it? Yep. Yeah, to, to, I mean, Dave, you and I both know how demoralizing it is to watch your team go 14 down against the Chiefs. You kind of just go, oh, well, that's it. You know, oh, but yes. to actually actually come back and keep coming back and keep coming back and not give in, I thought that was great. And I love watching this Bengals team. It's, this, this Bengals team is fun to watch. Um, they, they run the ball, they can throw it short, they can throw it long. They've, they've got, got three genuine, three genuine wide, wide receivers are all threats. You know, a lot of teams don't have that. The only other team, you know, that have that immediately come into mind, Dallas. You know, Dallas have three genuine threats. I can't think of many other teams that do, really. Rams, probably. (sighs) Cut Beckham and Woods. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, but I'd rather, I'd back any of my guys to go up against Beckham. Mm, he has, but he's been injured. I, I get what That's you mean, what though. He's in the building. He's in the building. I, I, I'd count any any of the Broncos backs to go up against Beckham. Most most back, uh, half decent backs to go up and protect Beckham. Although he had a catch this week, which was phenomenal. Well, he um, counted. Yeah, we'll get to that game. Um, yeah. Last thing. Do you know what guy had uh, a fantasy championship weekend and had Jamar Chase on his bench? This guy. <laughs> this guy. Why do you put Jamar Chase? Do you know what? Why would you put Jamar Chase on your bench? What are you? Well, there's just a couple to, of reasons wrong with that. Just what, to, just to back up Jim, just to back choice. him up, it yeah. is only a couple of weeks ago mm. that Jamar Chase came out of a game against Denver with three yards. He had so, like one point. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yes, he has had some fantasy games. Um, right. He's had a couple of three... No, he's had a couple of 200-yard games. He had a 200-yard game against the um, Ravens early this season. Multiple over 100-yard games. But, you know, in Jim, play him next week. He's got 125 yards and then 266. <laughs> How many points did I mean, he miss I, I can't mind too much because my quarterback played for one snap this week. So Lost, lost me know. the championship. But, uh, oh, well. It is a, it's a, a keeper league, so I'm going to be able to keep him for next year. So I'll just fight him all the way through next season. Yeah, I know. It's going to haunt me forever, but there you go. Um, it's it's one of them. I, I, mentioned one of them. I mean, the one thing I do want to pull the Bengals <laughs> up on a little bit is that stuff that Dave was talking about earlier mm. um, with that that those coaching decisions in the last, what was it, 30 seconds mm. of the game. I mean, you know, you're dicking about there has actually got your quarterback hurt. So, you know, well done. That was that was really sensible when all you actually should have been doing was was making the correct decisions in the first place, which I'm sure we were all screaming at the telly. I know I had various various WhatsApp groups open watching the game and 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 yeah, you know, every everyone was saying the same thing. It's like why can the coaches not see what, what to do here? 
but yeah, so I mean, hopefully Burrow isn't hurt too badly. I know it's a bit of a twisted knee, but hopefully right. he's, he's good to go. I mean, he, he, he I, I'd back him to be okay. You know, if he can just sit in the pocket and distribute it, he's got the talent to be able to do that. So yeah, he's fine. I think he'll be all right. Okay. Next game. Two teams trying to secure seeding in the playoffs. The Rams were at the Ravens. And this started out pretty horribly for the Rams. After getting smashed last week by the Bengals, the Ravens' defence were determined not to be embarrassed again. Matt Stafford was intercepted twice by Chuck Clark in the first half on consecutive drives. The first pick returned 17 yards for Baltimore's only touchdown. Stafford also lost a fumble while being sacked in the third quarter. When Goff was under centre, that would have been that. But Stafford is used to fourth-quarter comebacks, and he got good at the right time. Cooper Cup got his obligatory touchdown for the week. Sony Michelle got the score back close. But it was the final drive where Stafford found OBJ twice, once on a fourth and five, then on a first and goal to get the Rams ahead. Tyler Huntley was back as the starter from Josh Johnson, but the Ravens couldn't move the ball. The final score was the Rams 20, Ravens 19. What is wrong with the Rams? They make they constantly make life difficult for themselves. And wins, I, like, I, I want to I want to know if we should be worried about Matt Stafford now. He's thrown six interceptions in the last three games. Well, multiple fumbles. I don't know. What's up? What, what because of Matt Stafford from earlier in the season where he yeah. was cool, calm and confident and just leading drives down the field? Where's, well, where's the, he thing, the thing that's, um, that I've seen on Twitter and other places and whether you decide to take them as reliable sources or not is a, a discussion for the courts. But to be, so there's a couple of things where um, the Rams' offense historically is always they've only ever had about five plays. That's all they've got, but they run a million different variations on them. Now, historically, that's because that's because they've had Jared Goff, and Jared Goff yeah. is limited. He's he's not terrible. He's he's limited in what he can do. So the offense has naturally been um, slimmed down and reduced. Now they're in a position where they've got an all-star quarterback and. As far as I'm aware, well, there's rumours, not rumours going around, but the theory is at the moment that they're expanding the playbook and seeing what works, um, which you hope if that is what they are doing, then they're figuring it out pretty quickly because you can't go into the playoffs doing what they're currently doing. Um, it's not a well-oiled, not a well-oiled machine. Um, there's passes going astray and being missed. And it's not even the interceptions that you always need to look at. It's the missed passes. Um, and is it the offensive yards adjusted for, I don't know what the terminology of it is now, it's adjusted for um, difficulty or something like that. So if you if you go for a, a fade for a man who's in double coverage, you get more credit for getting that than you would do for just, you know, a dump off for nine yards and then someone running 60. Um, and he credit is, at all then. No, he's like zero. Um, and but his his actual difficulty passes a difficulty at the moment. He's like top three in the NFL. Mm. So whether it is true, I don't know, or whether it's just one of those things that someone throws out there and it gets some traction. Um, but you kind of hope that's what it has to be. I mean, they've won twelve games, so you know, bravo to them. They're, they're in the hardest division in football. They're still one of the top teams. Um, but it just feels as though they're not not as efficient as I thought they were going to be. We did I mean, see, you and I both picked them for the Super Bowl, so... We did see Jalen yeah, Ramsey yeah, fighting no. Taylor Rapp on the sideline. I mean, this is yeah. getting quite regular now for players on the same team well, attacking each other. Jalen Ramsey could start a fight in his own in the phone box. You yeah, know, yeah. This, that doesn't shock me too much. Um, but yeah, Tyler Huntley is an interesting one. Um, as starting for the Ravens. Is he going to be in the hunt for... Is he going to be in the hunt for a starting job somewhere? Because there's a few coming up. Baltimore. You know, like, 
I'm, I'm, that's spiky. I was thinking more Washington, <laughs> places like that. Um, because he's come in and shown real poise and looked like a starting quarterback. Well, Lamar's only got a year left on his contract and he has, he's, he's his own representative as well. He hasn't got an agent. So it's his mum. Yeah. So he hasn't. They'll sort that out. They'll sort that out. He should have done that before he got injured for the entire, <laughs> for half the season and didn't look great when he wasn't injured. But that's yeah, another, they'll sort that out. Don't worry about that. Let's talk about the Ravens a little bit then, shall we? The Ravens have lost five straight, their longest skid since a nine-game run in 2007 under Brian Billick, paved the way for current coach uh, John Harbaugh to take over in 2008. Though four of those defeats during the stump have been by a total of five points. Uh, some good news for the Ravens is that Mark Andrews set a Ravens single-season record for yards receiving with 1,276, breaking the mark set by Michael Jackson during the team's first year in Baltimore after relocating from Cleveland. So shows how bad they were. As a as receiving core until then, basically, if a tight end can come in and, and do it. Well, don't forget that Baltimore team that moved across was pretty much one that had Trent Dilfer as the quarterback. And yeah, <laughs> when have you, when have you ever known the Ravens have decent receivers? Really, exactly. you know, they have little fits and spurts of the odd receiver here and there, don't they? Like Bolden and Crabtree and stuff. But you know, it's it's More not position. really a thing. Them Bolden anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore's where receivers go to die, in it? <laughs> we'll pick up one last paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody yeah. dangerous in Baltimore. Okay, so next game, boys. The NFC duel between the Cardinals and the Cowboys was a tight one. Arizona have found scoring difficult recently, but Antoine Wesley got two touchdown catches in this one after one last week. With no DeAndre Hopkins or James O'Connor, the Cardinals have had to look further down the roster for big plays. The Cowboys were the healthiest they've been all season coming in, but lost receiver Michael Gallup to a left knee injury on his 21-yard touchdown catch for their first points late in the first half. Reports are it's an ACL injury that potentially ends his season. Dak also found Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper to get the score back to just three points in the fourth quarter, but the Cardinals were able to salt the game with a little help from the refs after a potential turnover wasn't reviewed. This result may be harsh on the Cowboys, but if you've seen the Cardinals' fake punt conversion in the second quarter that makes David Tyree catch look easy, then you'd allow the Cards this one. The final score was the Cardinals 25, Cowboys 22. No shock the Cowboys lost this game. They don't run when they don't run the ball enough, they lose the game. Mm. There's some weird stat, and I'm, I apologize because I don't know the stat, but it's where where there are more rushing attempts than passing attempts. The Cowboys are like in the last 76 games, they're like 75 and one. Mm. It's some weird, weird thing like that. In this game, you take out Dak's five rushers, they, they rushed it 12 times. It's not good enough. No, that's for 12 times for a total of 25 yards. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Make the run game work. And good it's one of the things they're running backs too much. Well, yeah, indeed. Uh, and Tony Pollard's going to be on a renewal soon as well. Mm. And we know how much uh, Jerry Jones loves him, so he's going to be on 120 million. Um, it Dallas are a team that need a, a good solid run game because I'm not, not meaning to be controversial, Dak's not that good. He's you have tractors and you have trailers. You have guys who get pulled along by their team and you have guys who really pull their team along. And he kind of, you know, the first, he's, he's kind of the guy who gets pulled along with the momentum of a team. Um, not a criticism, not sure just an observation. That, but just saying, I don't think... Wants to, uh, say anything no, like I, that. I, don't... I think Dak's elevated that team. You can tell when he's not in it because that's how he got his contract. He oh, no, I, because I, I, if he's not there, I, they fall apart. I think he's definitely good enough for them to miss him when he's not there. 
I think he's absolutely. Well, I mean, the, I, I the, don't the, think he's a game changer. I don't think he's one of those guys who can he on his on his own can completely change a game. I think he needs that support around him, and this is evident from the fact that you know he, when his team have a stable Russian and a successful Russian attack, they they have success. And they, you when can they say rely that almost on about any quarterback, yeah, it's a team game. Any any successful quarterback needs pieces around him and a running game that works. Just just so that he's not ending up doing what Roethlisberger does and throwing it sixty times a game, because that's not a recipe to win. But, Absolutely not. I mean, you you are right to a degree that Dak does have those down games where he really can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. Yes. But e- equally, he 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 is, I would say, in that upper echelon, that probably sat that second tier of quarterbacks. Where I mean, actually, he's top ten. Well, you he's, know, he's, I'd say he's about tenth. If I had, I'd bar, be without maybe without six or seven teams in the league. Everyone to take. Mm. Yeah, but I think that this is more about the situation than anything else. Um, not for the money, not for his seventy-five million that he's on this year. I wouldn't. Um, oh, I'm not but, worried about the money. Money's money's inconsequential. Yeah. If we're talking purely on on Dak skills as a quarterback, I think there are very few teams that would say no to having him as their as their number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would also say that Kyler Murray completely outplayed him in this game. I thought oh, Kyler Murray that. was absolutely superb. Um, you know, with no D hop and and injuries in that team and COVID problems in that team, he literally put the team on his back and just carried them forward. You know, even when the Cowboys made that comeback, and you're kind of going, "Oh, squeaky time," because you know they only need to get it back once. Not flustered at all. Just hit a couple of first downs. Ran out of clock. Brilliant. Let's go home. Um, there's something about that stadium for him as well. He's he's won there loads. He's won there in high school. He's won there in college. He's won there in the NFL. Don't think he's ever lost there, to be honest. It was his high school's <laughs> but, um, home stadium, so he played there a lot. Yeah, when he was younger. Yeah, and then college as well. He played there a couple of times, I think. But mm. yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think the Cardinals were good. I think the Cowboys were below par. I think they are pretty even teams, uh, if I'm honest. Um, I still really like that Dallas defense, even though I shouldn't, <laughs> because they do all, all the things that you shouldn't do as a defense, but for some reason they seem to work a lot of the time. Um, Michael Parsons, I think, is a lock for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, yeah. and I, I don't think there's anyone else that's even come close to him this year, to be honest. Well, the only other guy sitting in his backfield. The only other other guy sitting in the backfield. You know, Diggs has got how many how many inceptions now has he got? He's been a bit quieter. Something ten or eleven. Been a bit quieter in the second half of the season. Um, Yeah, but you you know he he had one in the first eight games. So you can't. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean. You're never going to keep that pace up. It would be amazing if he did. Um, But no, I, I. I think I think the the Cardinals outplayed Dallas for large proportions of the game. Um, and again, if if this isn't me slagging off Dak, and it's it's not meant to be that, and this isn't sort of what I came in ex- expecting or even sort of the thought process of doing, I just don't. I just think when the game's on the line, Dak's not one of the guys you necessarily turn to. The other problem you have with with analysing that game for the Cowboys a little bit is the fact that because the uh, because the way the Eagles game happened, they'd already won the division yeah. without even playing. So Take the pressure. You know, that automatically they've got one eye, haven't they, on that loss in the playoffs? Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, so, this is, you this know. is the point. When if you're if you're a second tier linebacker and you've all of a sudden got you know a, a big receiver running, if you've got AJ Green or someone running at you, and you're thinking, do I want to tackle him? Do I? Let's let him slide. It's fine. Jim just can't yeah, help right. giving digs, can he? He just can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of not being able to help uh, make digs, let's talk about the next game. So Jalen Hurts ran six times for 45 yards, despite a niggling ankle injury and narrowly escaping a railing collapse, walking to the tunnel after the Eagles held on to win in Washington. Head coach Nick Sirianni went for it on fourth and goal twice, leading to two touchdowns from Boston Scott, who got the bulk of the carries in Miles Sanders' absence. Rookie Jarrett Patterson got a, a rushing touchdown for Washington on the opening drive of the game. A field goal put them up 10 points before the first of Scott's rushing touchdowns. Another two field goals by Joey Sly and Washington was up by six at the break, but they failed to score in the second half. Jake Elliott had the Eagles up by four with two field goals of his own. That allowed Washington a chance for the win with just 30 seconds left, but the deep pass by Taylor Heineke was picked by Rodney McLeod in the end zone to seal it. The final score was the Eagles 20, Washington 16. You know what? I'm not going to say anything negative this week about Ooh. Jalen Hurt. Well, go on then, Pumpkin. Let's start talking anything. instead then. Uh, I think Washington need to invest in some better safety rails in their stadium, <laughs> um, especially, especially and drainage. Gonna, and drainage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially as uh, on February the second, they're going to announce their new name. So I'm Ooh. no longer going to have to call them the Washington Football Team. Yes, they 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 came out. It's, it was a couple of hours just before we started recording. Um, I noticed they uh, said that on February second they will unveil their new name. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's the Hogs. No, I'm Washington hoping it, Hogs would be glorious. The Washington Guardrails. I'm really <laughs> Washington Snyder's. <laughs> <laughs> really ruined the league. Yeah, oh but yeah, uh, I mean, okay. you know, fair play to the Eagles. I think they've they've um, surpassed all expectations this season. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think we said they're a good up and coming team, but we didn't really expect them to make the playoffs. Um, which they have done, or will do, assuming they win next week. They're, they're currently um, in at the moment, yeah. Yeah, they're in at the moment. It's them on the Saints, isn't it? It's yeah. Between the two of them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think even if they don't make it, I think successful season for Philly. They are a young team. Um, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback, regardless of what Dave may think. I've never um, said he's not a quarterback. Main, mainly because he throws the ball forwards occasionally. Yeah, uh, one one yeah. once in a while, anyway. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, it kind of went with form a little bit this game, and you could tell that you know the Eagles had something to play for, and, and the Washington Football Hog Red Bull Sentinels didn't. Yeah, the and they've won is, seven I, of nine, I, and uh, since starting two and five, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I think the Washington Snyders have been the biggest disappointment this season, and we've said it a couple of times. Yeah. But they really have. Because I thought they were yeah. onto something. Yeah. And it's, a lot of people might say, well, it's because they didn't have fits and Heineke and blah, blah, blah. Heineke's not that bad. No. There's just been numerous occasions where they've just themselves. And it's, I mean, I know they've also lost Chase Young and he's one of the yeah, most devastating pass rushers. Yeah. And he, even up to that point, we were saying it just, they, they just feel a bit, I don't know, it just feels like it's, it's kind of like a, it's like a diet Dr. Pepper. It's just not, <laughs> it's just not, it's just not. That thing, do you know what I mean? It's not the same. It's like a diet iron. Isn't that thing at all? It's just, but, no, yeah. it's just not that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Well, let's clear some games out of the way, then, boys. The Bills got the win at home, but not through the air. 
Josh Allen had two rushing touchdowns, but threw interceptions on two consecutive drives to give the Falcons a slender halftime lead, thanks to field goals and the rushing touchdown from Mike Davis. That's the first time the Bills have trailed at halftime this season. Second half, and they continue to run it. Devin Singletree getting two more as the Falcons drew blanks. Final score is the Falcons 15, Bills 29. Josh Allen was trash. This is what we've been telling the Bills to do for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now they need to mesh it with their passing game and create a well-rounded offense. No, did, did, you not, did you not get the memo? They can only do one or the other. Josh Allen was trash in this you know game. I mean? Awful. He got outplayed by Matt Ryan, and that's not even a joke. If, if the Falcons yeah, yeah. had no, he did. a modicum of talent anywhere else on the field, they would have won this game, but they haven't. Rubbish. No. And if Carl Although, Pitts hadn't pulled his hamstring. I mean, Carl mm. Pitts, he outdid Julio Jones's rookie receiving record for Atlanta in this game. 1,018. And he's had a quiet season. And he's had a quiet yeah. season. He had the second most rushing nothing. yards for any tight, rookie tight end any, ever. Only Mike Dicker has more. <laughs> How has that, that happened? He's been so under the radar. I don't it's know. He hasn't scored I touchdowns. That's it, right? If he'd scored like 10 touchdowns, we'd be raving about him. But he's been so quiet yeah. with touchdown scores. It's all just been between the 20s, I'm guessing. And because no one yeah. focuses on the Falcons, then you don't see it. So it's just been under the radar. But oh, well done, Carl Pitts. It's an, it's an invisible team. It's an invisible season for the Falcons. They can move on. Again. Yeah. Okay, Again. so next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, former Bears QB Mike Glennon decided to show Chicago what they were missing. He completed four of 11 passes for 24 yards with two interceptions. Oh. He was sacked four times for 34 <laughs> yards. That makes minus 10 overall. And finished with a 5.3 passer rating. David Montgomery got two rushing touchdowns and Darnell Mooney caught an Andy Dalton pass with Field still out with an injury. Robert Quinn got the franchise sack record too. The final score was the Giants 3, Bears 29. I never thought I'd see the day where a quarterback who played a full game has a higher passer rating than net yards and his passer rating's under 10. It's <laughs> truly shocking. It might be the worst yeah. quarterback performance I've ever seen. And I've seen some shit. I saw the Paxton, I saw the Paxton Lynch years. Yeah. This was negative, negative net passing yards. Rubbish. Absolute Marcus rubbish. Russell. But yeah, <laughs> no, I mean any 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 time a team ends up with minus ten passing yards, just move on. Yeah. But this wasn't even a good that team to play against. The Bears yeah. have been trash all season and they make them look like Super Bowl I mean, contenders. I'm not being I funny. Mean, this is why... the Giants. This is why Even I told you at the start of the season the Giants were in for a bad season. Okay, they got two more wins than I said they were going to get. But that's Mike Glennon! Awful. It doesn't matter if it was him or Jones. It doesn't it. matter if it was him or Jones, mate. Next you one. You cannot sit there after he gets minus 10 net passing yards <laughs> and tell me it doesn't matter whether it's him or Daniel Jones. Get your head out of your ass. Of course it matters. I'm not having it. I'm sorry. The only the person who's you celebrating know, most is probably Daniel Jones. No, I'm not. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not an apologist. I'm just saying if it would have been a game if Daniel Jones was in there because everyone around him wouldn't have given up, and he is significantly better than Mike Lennon. He can only throw significantly better. Jones can only throw right because he can't look left. His neck won't allow it. So you know, good luck with this season <laughs> next year. The Titans have sewn up the AFC South and put the skids on the Dolphins' win streak. Donta Foreman had 132 yards rushing and a touchdown. Ex-Dolphin Ryan Tannehill threw touchdown passes to Jeff Swaim and Anthony Ferkser. Dontrell Hilliard rushed a 39-yarder in as well to help aiding the celebrations in Tennessee as they clinched their first back-to-back division titles since the start of the AFL when this franchise was the Houston Oilers. Final score was the Dolphins 3, Titans 34. We said last week that the Dolphins streak was absolute garbage and nonsense. This just proved it. You know, what was it? They they it, won seven in a row or something, eight yeah. in a row or something like that. And mm-hmm. then they come up against a half-decent team and get tonked. 
yeah, yeah. shocker. We did, so, we did fear it might happen. The defense just didn't yeah. do anything, did they? Either. So that's that's they need to like keep the score down and get get lucky. And well, this this is the thing with, with with Miami as well. The defense is where all the money is. All the money is on the mm. defensive side of the ball. Um, so that's that's the side of the ball that you really should rely on. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was rubbish, absolute rubbish. You move, if you're the Dolphins, you just scratch, scratch the game and move on. I don't even want to review this next one. The Jags went into Foxborough, and it was what you'd expect from this season. Not bothered. Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions, yeah. but also threw a touchdown in the fourth quarter to Dari Ogunbowale after the Patriots were 47 his, points ahead. Isn't that his first touchdown throw in like four games or something? Yeah, no, it's nine. Yeah. I'm sure it's like nine games. It's been it a long ridiculous. time. Keep going. I'm going to find out why you go. There were two rushing touchdowns for Damian Harris and two for Ramondre Stevenson. Christian Wilkerson scored his first two career touchdown receptions as well. Jacoby Morris caught another one. The final score was the Jags 10, Patriots 50. I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute I don't joke. even want to talk about it. If, if Dave hasn't got that stat, then I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about it. Move on. Along I'm trying. Since, yeah, Trevor Lawrence scored a touchdown before then. It's been a long time. It's the, I'm sure it's been like nine, nine games. It sure probably is. It, I mean, you know, I didn't want to say nine because that sounded ridiculous. I mean, four sounded bad enough, but I know it was a long time. Yeah. I thought, I he, mean, didn't, he score, no, didn't he score like one last week? James Robinson got a touchdown off him, but like late. It's probably a running before that. Before that, it was like nine games or something. I don't know. I don't care. Okay, so it's been a bad a year. <laughs> no, Punk was right. It's his first in one, two, three, four. So he, he had he scored a touchdown against the Patriots. The four games previous to that, he didn't get a single touchdown. He didn't get the Robinson. Um, no, and then he scored one against the Falcons. And then no, nothing for three games before that, and then one against the Seahawks. So basically, since if you exclude uh, the game he's just had, then since Halloween he's had one touchdown. Yeah, eight interceptions. <laughs> One touchdown. I mean, the yeah, thing amazing. is, this is the weird thing. This is the weird thing. There's no pressure on him. Either. No, no, no one is saying he's expecting him to do anything. And yeah. I'm not going to do that either because that team is pants. Yeah. It's, it's awful. And he's spent too much time on them already. Let's move on. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got the franchise season touchdown record with 35, throwing two in this game to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as the Chargers beat the Broncos in LA. Austin Eckler got his 18th scrimmage touchdown of the season on the opening drive. And Andre Roberts also got a 101-yard kick return to keep it comfortable for LA. Denver went twice on fourth and goal inside the LA five-yard line, but came up short. Still no Bridgewater at quarterback. Tight end Noah Fant had an okay day with 94 receiving yards and a touchdown, but the Broncos' run game was throttled. Denver has lost four of its last five and the short of its fifth straight losing season. The final score was the Broncos 13, Chargers 34. I don't know what you two are looking at me for. I'm not saying shit on this game. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Why is Teddy Two Gloves so out of favour all of a sudden? He's not. He almost he's died, didn't he? He, he took that hit I'm to the head. Sure he landed... suited no, up. He, la- he landed on his head, um, like twisted his neck and got carried off to hospital. And they, at one point, they were genuinely saying, this can be really serious. So I think it's just that case of, look, you know, let, take it easy. Just, we know it's a dead season. Don't bother. Yeah, let's let's bring him back in if we absolutely need to. Drew Lock. I mean, the thing is, he was suited. I, I don't know if he was suited up. If you say he was, then that's fine. I'll believe. I you. thought I saw him suited um, up, which is why I was a bit surprised he wasn't playing. To be honest, if but... if he was, then that would have probably been the first day that he was suited up on May's first first couple of days. So through yeah. all of practice that week, it would have been Drew Lock. Um, and I, I think keep keep Drew Lock in. You know, it's not as though, I mean, we're paying. Um, 
Bridgewater 2.4 million or something stupid like that because the Panthers are playing and the rest of the money. We yep. need to see what we've got with Locke. I mean, Locke's had his two best games um, passer rating-wise in the past two games he's played for us. They're, they're his two best career games um, as a stint together. It so, a lot, it? It, I mean, it does say an awful lot. But I think you just there's no point in taking him out. Let's just leave him in. You know what I mean? That's why I thought you were going to do all season. I don't know why you started Bridgewater yeah, when you had the chance to see what Locke was, but, you know, that's... Uh... I think I... Big fan I mean, it was, the, it was the it was the decision of the head coaches, and um, yeah, it was a it was, I don't care. Move on. <laughs> Good. Let's well, move on. Let's just hope. Let's just hope that this you know when we start booking next season, there's gonna everything's gonna have changed. New special teams coordinator, offensive, defensive. No, I like Deb Donatel. Keep defensive coordinator. Yeah, Get like Zimmer in as the coach, won't you? So <laughs> behave yourself. <laughs> Maybe Urban Meyer. Have hand Zimmer. Get everyone playing to his tune. Stealing jokes <laughs> now. Rookie Trey Lance threw two touchdown passes in the second half of his second career start, but it was a shaky start after an interception in the first half. The Texans used it for their only score of the game, a touchdown throw to Brandon Cooks. In the second half, Houston repaid the favour. Davis Mills got picked, and Trey Lance found fellow rookie Elijah Mitchell for a touchdown. Mitchell had his fifth game with over 100 yards this season. Debo Samuel had a 45-yard touchdown catch and run to make it safe. The 49ers could be the third team repping the NFC West in the playoffs. The final score was the Texans 7, Niners 23. I mean, this was a good The Niners a while to get going, didn't it? But once mm. they got going, they, um, yeah, just did what they needed to do, really. Nothing nothing special about this at all. Yeah, in week, week 17, there's not much we can say about the 49ers versus Texans that's going to shock anyone to the core, so... Yeah, it's just a waste <laughs> of people's lives listening to this. Sorry, carry on. Okay, another touch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, free me then. Another tough watch for both the Saints and the Panthers this second half of the season. But after Brett Maher kicked four field goals to give the Saints their first 12 points, Alvin Kamara capped the scoring by turning a short pass from Taysom Hill into New Orleans' first touchdown in more than 11 quarters. Cam Jordan sacked Darnold three and a half times. Chuba Hubbard looked like the only offensive Panther putting in work with his touchdown. The final score was the Panthers 10. Saints 18. Dreadful game. Awful. I, how Terrible the Saints game. are still in still in contention for the playoffs, I I no idea. Just pull the plug on them. <laughs> well, in as a pinata if they get in. Let's, let's, let's just go back to six teams in the NFC. doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll just, just let the in by default. Not just six teams in the NFC playoffs, just six teams in the NFC. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> said. That's, that's what, that's what you said. Get rid of the loss of, get rid of the rest of them. You, um, you knew what I meant. The, the I know exactly what you meant. The chorus of Matt Rule out is getting louder. It's getting louder and more pertinent. Um, I still don't agree with it, but games and results and performances like this are. Um, making not going to help his cause. Yeah, yeah they're, make, they're the making those opponents. Badly as well. Yeah. I mean, no, this it was it was an eight point game, but it was an eight point game against the Saints team that were led by Taysom Hill. Taysom Kicking field goals. Quarterback yeah. Hill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let, let's yeah. just say it's it's gonna make it it's gonna it's gonna lead to a strong GM and a strong owner, you know, saying that he's their guy and keeping hold of them because they've only won five games this season and that's not good enough. I think it's because that it was such a great start to the season. So they showed how good they can be, and then they've just completely fallen off a cliff. Yeah. You know, if they had yeah, been good, if they'd been like the Giants all season, then you could probably excuse it. But they actually showed they could win a lot of games, and they were they were killing yeah. offenses. But it's difficult now because you know 
Matt Rule's got the quarterback that he asked for. You know, he specifically said, I want to move off Bridgewater and I want to bring in Sam Donald. So they yeah. bought in Sam Donald and he's got, he's, he started this game, you know. Um, yeah, I know. Because my, my, my fantasy quarterback was the other one. He only played one snap. <laughs> Come <laughs> in. That'll explain yeah. your point system then. <laughs> hey, I was out the running in all my leagues ages ago. So. <laughs> this is true. It's just, I, I know that, I know that they've lost. Christian McCaffrey and everything like that and that, that's yeah. you know it is what it is but you know at the same time you know the, what we're seeing from the Panthers is not good enough no so six touchdowns for the Seahawks final home game and potentially the last for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll DK Metcalf had three of them Tyler Lockett another and Rashad Penny got two on the ground to go with 170 rushing yards for Detroit Amon Rasent Brown had a receiving and rushing touchdown to underline how good his rookie season's been Taylor Decker got Tim Boyle's second touchdown pass, but he also threw three picks. Two of them went to DJ Reed. Jamal Williams got the other touchdown for the Lions to add to the final score, which was Lions 29, Seahawks 51. Can you tell that this is Richard Penny's contract season? 170 <laughs> playing, yards. Yeah. <laughs> 170 yards and two touchdowns. Now, when, when I mean, they. To be when, fair, it's against the Lions, you know. <laughs> easy. I mean, yeah, the Lions still, Lions still scored 29. Great. Any, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you if you want to talk dodgy defense, uh, the thing is, if you adjust the scores, it's like you know when you know when like Man United beat a non-league team two-one, the non-league team won because when you adjust yeah. the scores, that, that's a win won. for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lions, the Lions won this game. You adjust the scores, <laughs> you adjust points. Them. You're doing it again, Tim Boyle. Right, no, I'm no, sure no. I give him a twenty-one point spot, but yeah, Tim right. Boyle, <laughs> Tim Boyle, Russell Wilson. How many points is that worth? How many yeah, points yeah. is that worth? Yeah, probably twenty. Right. Probably if, right. this, if this was, I mean, if this was, if this was a twenty-one game frame, frame if this was a twenty-one game frame of snooker, you give him a twenty-game lead. That's how. That's the difference here. Don't tell me that fifty-one to twenty-nine. That's not a Lions win. Come on, Tim Boyle here. Yeah, the only thing I'm taking away from this game is that Russell Wilson would look good in silver and black. He'd look even better in orange and blue. <laughs> I think this would be a good one for them to end on. I think that if Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson decided to move on, this is a nice, nice way to sign off. You don't want to sign off with a loss. You want to sign off with a nice big victory and make everyone love you. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. The New York Jets were just 15 seconds away from sticking a loss on Tom Brady after so much abuse over the years from the former Patriot. They led the whole way through the game after a touchdown on the opening drive. Braxton Barris with a rare rushing touchdown. He'd get a second later in the game. Ty Johnson had the other rushing touchdown for the Jets. The Bucks had touchdown catches from Mike Evans and Cameron Brake before Cyril Grayson, yeah, me neither, came up with a catch and fall into the end zone to break Greenhearts yet again. Nothing else happened in this game. The final score, Bucks 28, Jets 24. Yeah, Jets were really unlucky in this game. That's it. Move on. A word is yet to be invented that can accurately describe how uninterested I am in this game. Mm, I was really expecting the Jets to kind of hold on to that one. They were so far ahead as yeah. well. They've, they've, they've done this a few times though this season, haven't they? they they've mm-hmm. had decent showings against decent teams and just not been able to kind of close it out. So, you know, I think it, on, on the one hand, it does show improvement from the Jets and that they are moving in, in a correct manner in a forward trajectory. But, you know, equally, oh, really, he's done it again. Bloody hell. I want to... I want to steal a phrase that's often uttered by a Jags friend of mine. And he says, he always says, we managed to steal defeat from the clutches of victory. Yeah. And uh, the Jets seem to manage to do that fairly, fairly often as well. I suppose we should touch on the subject 
that uh, was the sideshow of this game. With about three minutes left in the third quarter, Antonio Brown stripped off half of his clothing that. and skipped his way across the field into the tunnel after falling out with Bruce Arians. Um, I'm glad he was the top half. Yeah, the top half was only, yeah. Um, obviously, there's going to be two sides to this story. The Bucks say he refused to go in because he was too injured, in his own words. Um, whether that's true or not, Brown only needed eight more catches or 55 receiving yards or one more touchdown to unlock three separate $333,000 bonus, uh, bonuses. So both things are plausible when it comes to Antonio Brown. They are plausible, but I mean, geez, if you're injured, go in the blue tent and be injured. You know what I mean? If, if, if you're truly that injured, just go and see a medical, a member of the medical staff, you know, and, and get them to tell the coach. Don't be dropping off at your coach and telling them you can't go in and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm I'm so over Antonio Brown. It's it's untrue. Um, I have been ever since the, uh, what was it, cryogenic chamber well, foot he, burning. He burned you, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, okay, all funny memes and jokes aside and everything else, the guy has problems. Someone needs yeah. to get some help serious help he's, he's got a family um, he's got young kids and i i do, do you know fear I mean? for them you know exactly you know it's it but this behavior also it's just ridiculous and unacceptable and you know you can't do that you can't just walk off on your team and expect to still be on the team come you know two hours after the game's finished uh, it's just the whole situation. It's just AB all over, isn't it? And, and I mean, I know, don't, to be honest, I think for his own health, he needs to be out of the league. I, he can't have honestly thought that he would still be on the team two hours later. I, I mean, he was saying goodbye, right? He knew what he was yeah. doing, surely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, he was expected to, to be on the, on the plane or anything. The thing is, I, there's lots of different um, podcasts I listen to that have got ex pros in and things like that. And they always talk about um, the, the people who or their biggest allies anywhere or the medical staff. Do you remember, um, I'm switching sport, but do you remember Chelsea when there was that whole thing with the female doctor um, and Mourinho spat out of her and all the players were unhappy because, you know, they're pretty, she's prolonging your career on and off the field. I mean, there's players who played in the 70s who now can't walk. Um, players who played in the 90s who can walk because of what the medical staff have done for them. And, you know, I'm not being funny, but if AB was really that injured, and I'm not saying that he wasn't, maybe he was. I mean, he ran off pretty quickly and looked pretty lively on his feet when he was. But if he was that injured, then the first people who would have been fighting his corner would have been the medical staff. They're the ones exactly. who will go and argue on your behalf. They're the ones who are there at, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night instead of going home and spending time with their family, giving the player a rub down in a, you know, in a hotel room because he's feeling a bit stiff. And they're the ones who will fight your corners and. It just feels a bit, this whole I'm injured thing, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't add up. It just, so then does, it, so it, then does it give credence it to this side? Because the Bucks have done this before. They've stiffed players on bonuses before. Was this a money yeah, move by the Bucks to I, shut him down? Uh, I'd like to think conspiracy theory. I'd like to think that a multi-billion dollar organisation would not screw a player on a couple of hundred grand when a player's played and done well in a Super Bowl for them and won them a Super Bowl. No, they him. have they have been tied with them. money before. I'd like yeah, to have been tied have... with money and there's there's actually creating a situation in the middle of a game. 
that's not going to happen, is it? He's got another game and a half at the point he did it. So, you know, the odds are he's going to get eight catches for 55 yards and one touchdown in a game and a half. But, you know, it's... The only thing missing from this whole scenario was him grabbing like some cheerleader pom-poms and doing a dance, to be honest, <laughs> as, he, as he went I, down the tunnel. I think yeah. there's something deeper going I think on. We I, spent think, more than I think Montez Yeah, I think... I, I mean, you say that. I mean, he was doing a lot of crazy stuff before that birthday. No, he, he really wasn't. He really wasn't. <laughs> um, although I do remember the last time a player quit... Even was... you just weren't hearing about them. No, because I was quite mm. quite up on what he was doing as a stealer. So, no, he was he was very much into his his training and and, uh, and making himself the best wide receiver in the league. But I do remember Vontae Davis leaving in the first in the halftime for the Bills, didn't he? In twenty eighteen, but yeah. he did it at least in the locker room. Yeah. He just didn't come out the second half. He didn't run off the pitch. But uh, yeah, it does happen, but not like that. Not like that. Um, okay, so we've only got a couple of games left. First of all, it's the Sunday night game. The Packers secured the number one seed in the NFC after comfortably beating the Kirk Cousins-less Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night. The only team with an unbeaten home record and have the chance to reach the Super Bowl without leaving Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers had two touchdown passes in the first half to his besties, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. AJ Dillon rushed in two more in the second half as the Vikings just couldn't keep up. Sean Mannion did get a touchdown pass to KJ Osborne in the third quarter, but it was irrelevant. The final score was the Vikings 10, Packers 37. When you've Nothing got, surprising in this at all. No, when you've got a uh, a quarterback coming in who's got very little NFL experience, one thing you need is a good uh, run game to back him up. And the Vikings weren't able to establish the run in any way. Um, no. The Packers dominated the first quarter. Um, second quarter put up 17 points. And by then you've nullified any Russian attack that can happen. Um, Darwin Cook, nine carries for 13 yards. I mean, what would you? What are you expecting um, Sean Mannion or Kevin Mon to do in that situation? So, yeah, not a surprise. Packers did what they need to do. That's it. Number one seed in the NFC. Everything goes through Lambeau. Is that confirmed now? Yeah. yeah. Packers are confirmed number one there's, seed. There's something, I don't know, Not not. I don't want to say mystical, but there's something... I'm going to say mystical about a playoff game, a playoff game at Lambeau. You know what I mean, right? You know what I mean? It's that. You mean that late January. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's what what NFC championship games should be every year. I don't care who's playing. I don't care who's, I know, I know they lose a huge amount. That's why it's a good game. If they won every one of them, it'd be boring. I don't care who's playing in the NFC. It should always be played at Lambeau Field, even if the Packers aren't in it. It should always be played <laughs> at Lambeau Field. <laughs> but there's something about it. It's brilliant. I love it. It's 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 a staple fixture of the NF of the uh, NFC in recent years. Rogers did mention after the game that the, the temperature was lower than normal, and so he felt like a proper Packers game. And he said that it just it gives the other team an excuse. It makes them work a little bit less, you know, yeah. get a little bit uh, softer. So yeah, it's definitely something about getting used to working in Green Bay. Rather them than me. <laughs> so, last game, boys, Monday night. In what's likely the last home game of his career, Ben Roethlisberger got yet another win over the Cleveland Browns. The Browns were already out of the playoffs with the Cincy win, and they looked a shell of the team that got the divisional round of the playoffs last year. Ben got a first half touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson on the goal line slant route. Baker Mayfield got a touchdown pass in the third quarter to David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant in the fourth. 
but the Browns were never in front of this game as the Steelers got a couple of field goals and a 37-yard Najee Harris rushing touchdown to move the Steelers clear. Harris finished with 206 scrimmage yards. The Browns only managed 93 rushing yards after getting over 200 last week. Mayfield completed only four passes in the first half, was picked once and sacked nine times. That included four from TJ Watt, who was a league-high 21 sacks, one short of the NFL record set by Hall of Famer Michael Strahan in 2001. The Browns, who have now lost four of their last five, missed the playoffs for the 18th time in the last 19 years. The final score was the Browns 14, Steelers 26. Everyone's going to look pretty silly if Ben don't retire now, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I, hope, I hope he signs a new five-year deal. Felipe Massa, he did that same, same yeah. thing for, in, the, in F1 and then came back the next year. Like, We've just done all that stuff for you last year. No. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. No more leaving presents for you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go around again. <laughs> it's, do you know what? It's what we've said, and it, we, I'm not wanting to blow our own trumpet here, but run the bloody ball. Run it. You know, it's, not, it, it's not difficult, is it? You know, it's basic fundamentals. Um, but yeah, the Browns look to shell of the team that we're used to seeing. I didn't realize that. Um, there were nine sacks. I know there was a few. Every time I saw Baker Mayfield, he was on his arse. He's out for the season now. He's done. He was announced mm, earlier. He on. hasn't said he's done. No, he's going to no, get no. surgery on that non-throwing shoulder. Yeah, isn't yeah. So he's done for the season. Apparently, he popped up on my phone saying that Baker Mayfield's done. I'm not entirely sure why my phone thinks I want anything to do with Baker Mayfield, but whatever. <laughs> um, I thought he was going to stick around for Week 18. I thought they were going to try and get another win. Oh, he might do. He might. He's going to get surgery um, on his shoulder either hmm. next week or in the off season. So I would expect I this was, he needs a good game. I don't know what I read. This was very much a team that wasn't making the playoffs versus a team that had a veteran quarterback that was going to leave. So, you know, it, it, it was always nailed on that Steelers were going to win this, to be honest. Right, OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, Baker Mayfield keeps, is keeps ruled the out. playoff hopes alive as well for the Steelers. Very, very slim. Uh, really? Baker Mayfield, it Baker Mayfield is ruled season. out of week 18. How on earth can you work out a scenario where the Steelers get in the playoffs? They are still in the Chargers. It can't be. The The meteorite comes down. It can't Um, be. The Colts would have to lose to Jacksonville. The Ravens would have to lose to the Steelers. And you'd have to hope that the Ravens and Chargers tie or something. There's just no way. Well, there there might be a way. There may be a way. (laughs) There's, there, there's I mean, I'm sure there probably way. is a way. I think yeah, there's other probably three, You're right. There's like three other teams have to do something. I don't really want to go in the playoffs this year, to be honest. But you know, I want to beat the Ravens still. That's all I care about I now. Think, is getting that. Win. I think. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed in that. I think you'll be missing out on the playoffs this year. Was <laughs> it five, five, uh, five out of the last six years or something like that? You missed the playoffs. You, you did just about <laughs> manage to keep Tomlin's uh, winning season record alive. Still going. Though, didn't you? Still going. Just. Just well, if we finish, if we get a win next week, it's nine seven and one. Yeah, so just all right, Mister Nine and Seven, half a game better well, than us. One, yeah, half a game better I'd than kill. us. I'd yeah, kill for I'd, nine I'd... seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's our tenth winning season in about thirty years. So get over it. Not interested. Yeah. Let's go on to the. Now we finished the uh, the review of week seventeen. Let's look at the picks that were made. Oh, the important bit of the day. The important bit, exactly, exactly. And uh, the hey, stuff. the week seventeen wrongins. Well, uh, what can I say here, boys? Um, we've something's happened that has not happened in the history of the Podverse of the People competition. 
It's not happened in the history of the podcast. And that is that a predictor went 16 and 0. Was it and me? Of all people, of all people, it was Punk Raider. Well, well done, Punk. Yeah. Take a bow, man. Uh, I would take a bow, um, and I would have taken lots of lots of money if I'd actually bothered putting a bet on for every yeah. single game. As it was, as it was, I did win some money this weekend, um, both you. on the Raiders Colts game and on a couple of hackers. But you know, it's uh, yeah, sixteen though. It's quite nice. Hmm. And to think, I had to rely on the Steelers to complete the set. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's see uh, what the others got wrong. Us mere mortals. So. Um, we went with the Chiefs against the Bengals, so punk you're on Ireland for that. Um, Cardinals, Cowboys. I was with you on the Cardinals there, punk. Uh, it was Dave and Paul, who the, who's a Washington fan, who picked the Cowboys for that one. Um, Paul picked the Dolphins to beat the Titans, so he was on an island, an island there. Um, we all picked the Colts to beat the Raiders, apart from obviously punk Raider. Uh, and then Dave, you went out there with the Panthers to beat the Saints and the Browns to beat the Steelers. What this means is that Punko did 16 and 0. I came second with 14 and 2, which is not shabby at all. That's good. That's Thank not you. shabby. Thank you. That's a good result. Paul got 12 and 4 for the people. And Dave. Yeah, that's and good. Yeah, I mean, 11's not pretty shocking. 11's all right. 11's <laughs> pretty bad. 11's pretty bad. When you look at the rest. Three weeks ago, you were seven games ahead of everybody. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I was five, five ahead. I can't remember. <laughs> Listen, man, you, you know what? I was winning the competition, and but when you when you're going in a prediction you're winning game, the competition and someone and gets proving, <laughs> listen when when someone get when you're playing a competition like that, a predictions game, and mm. someone then pops up and gets a hundred percent, what can you do? You just got to go. All right, well done. There's no. Well, you see, if, if it's if it's me making stupid picks, eleven's not bad. Eleven most weeks is you know that's a good average score. Mm. When someone pops up with sixteen, you just got to go. What, 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 what's our overall because there's 272 games in the season what's our current overall well I'll we tell you I'll tell you and that sounded you a go. bit like the uh, Norwegian marathon runners concession speech there oh blown out of his arse <laughs> I'm still on for did, a silver medal silver well, medal you know, I mean the... to be honest if, if if I really wanted to just close it out and not worry about it, I'll just pick everything that they picked this week. No, because no, no, you're picking first <laughs> you have to first yeah. punk. so <laughs> the way it's shaken out is on the table Punk has 164. Dave has 160. I am no, now in third it. place, 156, and the people have 155. So, oh, still all to play for. 64. So that's, that's roughly 65% hit rate. That's not too bad over the course of a season. I can live yeah. with that. This week made up for a lot. On the feel of it. Well, uh, oh yeah! Really. Oh yeah! I was only I was only four behind going into this week. These, so. these, these feel like garbage time points you're putting up here. I mean, they're garbage time Obviously. points. are going to win Obviously. it. That's the problem. I, th- I think I said to you about week six when you started this crown me, crown me phase that you were going through. <laughs> I'm pretty certain I said it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, just proven to be. Before we move on to week 18... You can't sit there saying how right you are about the fact it's a marathon when you've just popped out a fluky 16 and 0 week. Give me a break. I'm sorry, you can't pick 16 games correctly and call it a fluke. It's just not on. No, (laughs) It's just just knowledge and and understanding of the game that obviously you just don't have. Listen, man, I saw your picks earlier on in the year. Don't sit there talking to me about knowledge. I've seen some of the shite that you picked. (laughs) 
we, we make it interesting. I, I had to no. give you guys a chance. If I was, if I was give it a rest. Before oh, Jim's trying to interrupt you, eh? game would have been over by yeah, week can 10. Can you just mute him? Can you just mute Kick him out. Get rid of him. Jackie <laughs> Weaver him. Get rid of him. <laughs> you have no authority. <laughs> I'm going to read these standings and understand them now, all right? So we're running the pod versus the people contest with playactionpools.com, the newest and best office sports ball hosting platform. We enter our picks each week. Punk uses some 5D chess technique to do his. If you want to use playactionpools to show off your big brain skills, then don't forget to use our discount code, which is TFD, for a 10% off and help the company move forward. They've also got the build your bankroll feature, which operates like a virtual sports book, allowing you to choose the games you want to pick and determine how many points you're willing to risk on each game. Enjoy January by checking them out at playactionpools.com. That's playactionpools.com, boys. With that, we're going to move on to week 18. It's the last week of the regular season. We have a new challenger in the picks. This week it is Nick, who is a Dolphins fan. Sorry, Nick. Um, but he has very kindly put in his picks for us. <laughs> Condolences. So Isn't I have this our second right Dolphins fan this season? Uh, we did have... Didn't we have another did. Dolphins fan? Uh, no, we had Finn, who's a Seahawks fan, and you said, "Why isn't he a Dolphin?" Finn, fan? the Seahawk fan. That's right. Yeah. Okay. We no. This is the first Dolphin fan we've had this season. So I've got All Nick's right. picks here, and I've got mine. Obviously, I don't have your two. So let's go through the games. There are two on Saturday, so we're going to go in order of uh, of kickoff. The first game of the weekend is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Why? Do you want me to pick first? Why or are you gonna is pick this first? Saturday's game? This is such I don't a understand joke. this either. It is it's a nonsense joke. game. Well, Kansas want to get number one on Saturday. So anyone who anyone who doesn't know, this is a uh, this is a flex game. So they decide at the last minute when these games are going to move, and the NFL actively decided that the Chiefs versus Broncos was going to be one of the Saturday games. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's nothing. You, there's so many games where there's something riding on for both teams. This is a complete dead rubber. The Chiefs are going to win by ten points because they always do. It's it. I think the reason they pick this is because if the Chiefs win, which they will, yeah, um, then it puts them back into that number one seed, which means the Titans then have to win to, to claim it back, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So they're kind of, they're creating a false narrative throughout the weekend to make you watch more games. <laughs> um, it's really not going to work works. because I think if, if, if I remember correctly, the Titans are playing the Texans. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. didn't work too well for them, but this is the only way they can make that bit interesting. I think. Didn't Houston beat Tennessee earlier in the season. No, it was the Jets. Jets beat t- Titans, didn't they? I thought the Jets beat the Titans. I didn't think Houston did. Or did Houston mm. beat them as well? Houston beat Tennessee. Houston beat Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. In Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. What's the so most famous game for the Titans? Anyway, anyway, back to the original. Back to the one. Kansas um, City versus the Broncos. Chiefs. Yeah. It's a sweep for the Chiefs then. Okay. Uh, the second Saturday game are the Cowboys at the Eagles. These are all divisional games as well. These are all divisional games. And uh, it, this is obviously the Eagles winning in. Mm. Uh, Cowboys so, already got the division. Uh, Cowboys already got the division. Eagles win this. It shuts out the Saints. Um, so I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm going to go for the team with the better quarterback. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> wow are you going for the Eagles yeah I'm going for the Eagles alright usually you go uh, no not really no okay. I'm going for the Eagles well we've got a 50-50 then boys 50-50 in the picks Punk Nick has gone with you and has chosen the Cowboys I'm going to go dangerous with uh, Dave and pick the Eagles got nothing to lose at this rate 
Yeah. The thing that my my thinking behind this is what you said earlier, Punk, in the fact that the Cowboys learn just before the game that they were in, and it somewhat maybe affected their performance, and they didn't really care all that much, and blah blah blah. Eagles aren't in yet. They're not far away, but they're not in yet. And Cowboys are. And when you need that extra five percent, you know, is that what yeah, gets you there? My my concern with the Eagles in this game is that. The Cowboys now actually, after that loss last week, need to go, oh, we need to go into the playoffs with some momentum. But also, mm-hmm. if if it's close going into the fourth quarter, the Eagles are a very young team. I'm not sure they'll be able to deal with the pressure of, actually, if we win this, we're in the playoffs. Um, I think the Cowboys, the, are the, Cowboys. Better team. Cowboys are the better team without any shadow of a doubt. I think all over the pitch, they're a better team. I just I just think when it comes down to, you know, that one moment when I think it really requires everything from a player. But the Cowboys are not an old team. They're not a really big experienced unit. They've still got a lot of, a lot of youth running right the way through their team. Um, but it'll be, it'll be a good entertaining game. That's the main thing. It'll be more entertaining than Chiefs Broncos. That's for certain. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'm going to one of my friends on Saturday night. I'm not even that bothered about taping it, if I'm honest. <laughs> why, do I, why do I want to watch someone murder me? I don't care. I'm not bothered about that. So, Sunday then. Let's start with the one o'clock games. The first one is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Steelers. Ravens. Ooh, it's getting spicy. Well, there's two punk, games punk, I've got punk. back. Uh, yeah, uh, it's number 50-50. I have, I've gone for my Steelers, and Nick's gone for the Ravens. You know what? Uh, he did I say half, it's 50-50. I yearn for the day when you pick the Ravens over the Steelers. I'm not sure what the circumstance would have to be. I mean, you'd have to have, like, Dwayne Haskins and, like... Let's see what happens next 40, season. <laughs> 41 players on IR. Um, I mean, back in for the Steelers next year. Yeah. My my reasoning for picking the Ravens is basically they ran the Rams so close that they should have actually won the game. Mm. Um, Steelers mm. have now just had their let's say goodbye to Big Ben thing and all the rest of it. Don't really. No, care but this anymore. is the first. This is the first official. Well, this is now the official say goodbye to Big Ben. Yeah, well, no, matter you're where not going to say goodbye and... to Big Ben at Baltimore, in Baltimore. Well, they are because it's the last time you'll ever wear a Steelers uniform. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not going to happen on the field, is it? So. Maybe. There'll be fans there. Don't worry. Uh, next game then is the Bengals at the Browns. Oh, hang on. You've jumped. Why? Uh, okay. No, I didn't. That. It's another oh, one it's a different game. order. It's a uh, different order. That's all. It's a one o'clock. Uh, Bengals at Browns. Is it my pick? Yeah. My game I mean, this time. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie, punk. They're all your picks, mate. You're going first <laughs> on all of them. Sorry. There's <laughs> <laughs> been a couple of times this season when I've had to do that. So crack on. You've Bengals. been jumping in, Denver. Yeah. Bengals, okay. Uh, I'm going Bengals yeah. as well. I'm also going Bengals, which means that Nick is on an island because he's picked the Browns. I don't know why he's done he it. He obviously thinks the Bengals are resting players. That is yeah. that is possible. That is that is entirely possible. It's the one thing to think about with all of these picks is that any team that's got nothing to play for might rest a few people this... or play some backups to see what they've got. Or... At the same Can time... The seeding's so important, and they're all so close together that I don't think they're going to be resting quite as much as other years. I don't think we'll see a. Oh no, I agree. I mean, if, if rest, the Chiefs yeah. by some miracle lose to the Broncos, then the Bengals can take the two seed away. So, and that would suit me down to the ground because if we get in, then we play the Bengals instead of the Chiefs. So I'm well happy with that. But mm-hmm. hmm. 
Okay. I think the thing, the, the, what's an, one thing that is annoying when you're talking about seedings and teams resting players and things like that, in one of my fantasy teams, uh, one of my fantasy leagues, I've got a Super Bowl this weekend. And I'm looking at my team going, are they going to rest him? Are they going to rest him? It's the stupidest mm-hmm. week you to have a Super Bowl. Like... It's absolutely ludicrous. You should so, always do yeah. Super Bowl the week before. Yep, 100% I agree. And start Jamar Chase. Commissioner. If you were... If you and start Jamar Chase. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, there's an island there for the Browns. The Packers are at the Lions. <laughs> I think even the Packers B team would beat the Lions. Packers. I mean, the Lions are better than people give them credit for, but Tim Boyle... No, they're not. Know. Tim Boyle. They're really not. They're they just are. not. They're not. Just, just, we just gave them so them. much credit for being feisty in the first half of the season. Hang on, hang on. And they just... Apps. We're, we're about to hear Denver Dave pick the Lions over the Packers. No, we're not. Oh. No, we're not. Well, if you're not going to do it, then no one's going to do it. It's clean no. sweep then for the Packers. No, I'm, I'm, just, the I'm just saying that they're better than people give them credit for. All right. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are at the Houston Texans. Oh, I'm going first for all these, aren't I? Uh, Titans, because they'll want yeah. the number one seed. I mean, yeah, Titans. Is Derrick Henry back? I thought I saw him taking some possibly a weeks ago. Yeah, it's possible he could be suiting up in this Getting game. Close, isn't it? They might give I mean, him some limited snaps just to get him warmed up and back in ready for the playoffs. But I mean, if they're number one seed, then you know they're going to have a week off anyway. So yeah, I mean that suit him quite nicely. I think I was all set to pick the Texans before I looked at the no, seeding possibility. I was actually, and then I thought, well. <laughs> The Titans aren't going to. I thought the Titans were going to rest everyone, and that was why I had the uh, the Texans Damn. winning this. But they're not going to. So uh, it's a clean sweep Damn. for the Titans in the picks. The Indianapolis Colts are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is one of those weird game scenarios, isn't it? Where oh. actually, actually, that if you want Chargers and the Raiders, it knows the Colts. Colts are going to walk all over I was the Jaguars. Say what the bloody hell are you Jonathan, about? Jonathan Taylor, if he doesn't what end argument up. argument can you make? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor doesn't end up with 150 and three touchdowns there's something wrong that suit me nicely yep yeah Colts. Uh, it's unsurprisingly another sweep on the picks there the Chicago Bears are at the Minnesota Vikings interesting game Cousins should not be really back. Cousins Cousins is back Vikings yeah it's, it's just Vikings Bears are not very good Vikings um, aren't very good either, but they are at home and, and with Cousins back, they're definitely better than the Bears. Yeah, I agree. I want to go Bears. I had already penned in the Vikings. You need to, you need to take some risks here, mate. Otherwise, you n- haven't got a hope in hell of coming back on. Go on then, fuck it. I'll go Bears. Oh, aren't you Mr. Brave going for the Bears? Well, it does Not mean really. that uh, you're on an island, punk, because yeah. everyone else has gone for the Bears. <laughs> they really? really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're joking. No. <laughs> Vikings are at home and you've all gone bad. Wow. Okay. I mean, you know why I've done it. I agree with you. I think the Vikings are going to stroll it. Nah. I don't think they're going to stroll I it. I hope but they lose. Again, they've got I hope nothing they to lose. lose. And I hope, they, I hope they keep Mike Zimmer. I really hope they keep Mike You honestly think the Bears' the Bears defence is going to be good enough to stop Cook and Jefferson with... Dalvin uh, Cook just got uh, 13 yards in the last game on complex. nine carries. Yeah, but obviously, I think Robert Quinn just got 17 sacks on the season. Nine in the box. Robert yeah, Quinn just got his 17 sack of the season. Bears you franchise running think, backs, you run away from him. I think you're forgetting that 
the Bears are only five seasons removed from having a good defense. Keep mm. that in mind, mm. son. Come on. Exactly. Reality check. It's, a, it, it's only 10 years since they had sexy Rexy at uh, quarterback. <laughs> Look, yeah. you're on an island, punk. You're on an island. That's the fine. I'll Washington football team are at the New York football giants. The Washington, Washington football team will beat the New York football giants. The Washington Snyders. <laughs> Washington Hogs. Everyone's run all over. Uh, so that's a sweep. The... Are you sure you don't want to switch to the Giants there? No. Yeah. No. Positive? If you give them a 42 point head start, I'd still not go for them. <laughs> well, actually, in, in, on here, they're only, they were only a, a six and a half point dog to the yeah. whatever they might be called, Red that, Wings or. That says more about the Schneiders than it does the, uh, the Giants. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks are at the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh. Cardinals, because yeah, they're still fighting the with the Rams for the <laughs> division. Yeah, and what, what they want to happen and what is actually going to happen are two different things, aren't they? Yeah. What, the Cardinals? Mm, well, any of these teams. They all want well, yeah, to but I mean, the Card- what, my, my point being that the Cardinals are still fighting for something. They still need to win to do something. They're not going to be resting Kyler Murray and everybody no. else so you know they, they're going to be all out so yeah Cardinals okay. yeah Cardinals Cardinals are a significantly better team yeah Seattle just put 50 points up didn't they in the last game yeah, just I, I wrote down Cardinals I'm going to change <laughs> I'm going to change it to Seattle I need to beat Dave okay so. brave or stupid one or the oh. other it definitely stupid, but uh, one of the ones matter. I'd flip on. It don't matter. I think no there more. are better games. I think there are better games for you to pick islands on. But, okay. It is nice though that Jim's finally abandoned this. It abandoned his. Picks. I predicted it with preseason um, spreadsheet. Yeah. Did I pick that? <laughs> uh, You're going to look back at it and go, "Bloody hell!" Yeah, I'm did looking back at it. Him, but... Where is it? <laughs> Oh, no, I did pick Arizona. Me, really? No, I picked Arizona. Um, I'm picking... That's against my uh, preseason picks. The New Orleans Saints are at the Atlanta Falcons. Hang on, hang on. So where did you fall? Are you actually picking Arizona? Yeah, I'm on an island. I'm on an island for the... You're going uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Right, okay. Three for the Cardinals, one for one for Seattle. Um, the Saints are at the Falcons. This is a bit of a tricky one because the Saints still have something to play for, but the Falcons are not that dreadful at home. Uh, in a divisional game. Oh, great. So, um, with the way they played last week and uh, with Carl Pitts, if he's fully fit, which I expect he'll probably be fit enough to play one game, um, I will go for the Saints. Atlanta only won two of their home games. Yeah, yeah I know. But I'm going for the Saints. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go Atlanta. I was just confirming that they're not that good. <laughs> oh, you're going for Atlanta? Okay. So uh, that is an island for Dave. As, uh, I mean, quite right too, because they're rubbish. The <laughs> oh, yeah, they're how many rubbish. islands is he? How many islands has he got? Now? A couple. Oh, more than the more than the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> I got more islands in Australia. <laughs> Let's try this one then. The the Jets are at the Bills. Jets. How oh, many? <laughs> Genuinely, you gotta be careful. No. I was gonna say I'm going <laughs> Bills. So yeah, Bills. All right. Uh, that's a sweep for the Bills. The 49ers are at the Rams. Now, Ooh, tricky. 49ers are on the cusp here. Um, this is who's, the... who's starting quarterback for them? That's an interesting question. 
Mm. Uh, we don't have an answer at the moment. Garoppolo may be healthy with from his thumb injury. I think if they're an idiot, they'll start Garoppolo in this game. But uh... However, significantly better. the Rams need to win to uh, secure the division. But so they've been I am going lukewarm. Yeah, they've been. They, yeah, but they've been bad, and they're still winning games. So no, it's know. not lukewarm, is it? Would you say meek? Is the term? I'm not even <laughs> sure you go meek. It's just tepid. There you go. That's What's wrong with lukewarm? <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> Tep- and Aaron, Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald. So you know, regardless of how the rest of the team yeah. play. Okay. You know, you, you, you stick a, a, a Trey Lance or a Garoppolo in front of Aaron Donald, he's going to eat him for breakfast. So yeah, I'm team, going with the see, Rams. If, if you were going on a 50-50 one-on-one matchup, UFC style, between Garoppolo and Aaron Donald, I'm fancying Garoppolo. You would. He's got you those... He's a biter and a scratcher, don't you? Yeah, he's got those street dog <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're wearing helmets and Donald is significantly heavier. So I'm right, going so Punk's gone for the Rams. Is it? Dave, what are you doing? Oh, I've gone Rams. Rams, don't be bloody ridiculous. Okay. Um, gives me a chance to go on another island then because I'm going to take my pick off the Rams and put it onto the 49ers. Uh, see them get in. So, the New England Patriots are at the Man-Made Dolphins. We had a miracle there last year. Was that last year? I'm trying to... I feel like that was, no, like was about five years, years ago. Two years. Yeah. Couple of, well, it was Gronkowski, years. wasn't it? So it's got to be two, Mar- three Miles years ago. Gaskin. I think it was Miles Gaskin that scored. Yeah. So it's, yes. it can't be more than three years ago. So, yeah, you're probably right, two years. Whatever. Last year, he was playing with the Bucks, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, this is, this is one of those weird ones. Now, this is one where you could end up with everyone being rested for the Patriots. Mm. Don't think they've got anything left to play for, have they? They are set and in their position. I think the Dolphins have got um, a less than 5% chance of making the playoffs as well. There's some another weird scenario thing where they can get in that. Yeah, let's let's not even try anything (laughs) like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's the Dolphins and the Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots. Dave? I agree. I agree. Oh, we've got a 50-50 the then. I think the Patriots win it and win it handsomely. I don't feel like the Patriots are an organisation to rest people. I think Belichick will go, we pay your wages and I'll get out of there and hit them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing it more on the fact that I think the Dolphins are that bad that any half-decent team, that bad, as we saw... They always the get up for playing the Patriots. They always play them. Yeah, uh, they do, but... And they do in Miami, especially, but mm-hmm. I still think Patriots. Yeah. All right, well, me and Nick have gone for the Dolphins, so it's a 50-50 in the picks. Obviously, the Dolphins fan has gone with his heart as well. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean... Why is there any delay here? What's going on? It's just... Uh... I'm just trying to find ways to make it interesting, to be honest, yeah. but there aren't any, so Buccaneers. I mean, Bucks can't put, can't put up zero points in the game. They are capable of doing that. Ooh, yeah, but are the Panthers capable of putting up one? Sam Darnold <laughs> to throw an 80-yard bomb in the fourth quarter to Antonio Brown. Heard it here first. <laughs> Heard it here Tampa first. signing, maybe, yeah. by the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great if that happened. Uh, it's a sweep then for the Bucks. No one's gone for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, to finish their season in the right way. The final game, the 8-20 game on Sunday, uh, the 
Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers, 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 Chargers. <laughs> Ouch. That's where I've got to go. I've got to, I've got to do it. <laughs> well, you don't have do to, it. but do don't quit you doing. I do. I do, because it'll go Raiders. I'm so tempted not to go Raiders. Oh, it's like so Raiders, do you, punk? Just, 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 uh, early season, you last I wasn't, early season, I wasn't picking them and they were winning every week. Then I started picking them. You. And I'm sorry. Had nothing to go on. The universe works in weird and wonderful ways. You don't no, know it, it had nothing to do with me. I do. Um, uh, charges will be favorites. Uh, uh, you know what? In Vegas. Raiders. Raiders. Why am I even thinking about it? Raiders. Always the Raiders. <laughs> well, Absolutely it hasn't always the been the Raiders for you. <laughs> anyway. Well, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it hasn't on the picks, but this is what we need. This is this is something else. So I'm going Raiders. Okay. We've got a 50-50 in the picks. Nick has gone for the Chargers, and I've also gone for the Las Vegas Raiders. So... Those are the the weekend games. That's the end of the regular season. We're about to lose the of the uh, the NFL. We've already lost them. (laughs) We've lost a lot of them. Uh, Still a few hanging around. Yeah, Black Monday. We're going to have to get used to all the uh, coaching changes. Do you know what? I'm so I cannot wait because normally that it kicks off about sort of (laughs) one in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah, and the it's first normally go, before the games have even finished that you get you, the first you get, two or three you normally get the one. early games. You normally get <laughs> one go before all the games are finished. It's normally announced that I reckon that would be Matt Nagy. <laughs> During really the fourth do. quarter I think, or something. Oh, like it'll be like half time. <laughs> you see him, <laughs> him Matt Nagy doing jumping jacks in the end zone. <laughs> sure <laughs> the people. I think it'll be, be Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy will be the first one to go. And then normally on I Monday, love a coach sacked at half about, because about one o'clock or so, you then tend to get someone who, you know, you get the first one going, then the second one going, and then the afternoon, you get, I think there was seven last year. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that. I think we'll get two or three. I don't think it'll be that busy. Um, but yeah, I'm really hoping that Fangio is uh, is one of them because we need to see. Well, Zimmer, Zimmer might be one because obviously he wants to go to the Broncos. So. Behave. He's not going. <laughs> Do you know how absolutely gutted I'll be? Like, I'm not even joking. I, w- I won't do the podcast for a year. I'm not I, even joking. I would love, I'm be I would love a live reaction if that happened. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I would. The thing I is, would. I'm not even. I'm not even like. St- I'm genuinely like stressed out about it. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. The thing is, right, Jim, and I'm not going to say this to Punk because your team will end up with a, whichever bullshit. In radio radio broadcaster is on is on scrap heap at that moment. But Jim, right? Obviously. Imagine imagine Obviously. you get rid of imagine you get rid of Tomlin mm. and you bring in the you bring in Jeff Fisher, the coach you hate the most. That's the equivalent of of the Broncos bringing in Mike Zimmer. That's genuinely like the worry that I have. I mean, yeah, yeah. speechless. <laughs> There can always yeah, be you can have Adam Gase if you don't want Zimmer. Oh, yeah, Adam Gase, oh. yeah. Hugh oh, Jackson. Jesus Christ. Freddie Kitchens. Plenty of Kitchens. No, Kitchens has got a job. You. Kitchens has got a job, hasn't he? And not a head coaching he's job, the, though. He's the OC in, uh, I don't know what he in is. New York. But yeah. he could always be available. 
that's gone well for them, isn't it? Um, that's a good <laughs> shout. Freddie Kitchens and Mike Lennon, the dynamic duo. Um, yeah, we have Urban Meyer in there as well. No, oh, yeah, Urban Meyer's still available. There's a, few, there's a few names out there which I quite like the look of. I'm not going to say who. I'll go and say uh, it before we no, go. Mike Zimmer is absolutely fundamentally not one of them. Well, I know, um, I know, I know. You keep banging on about Kellen Moore. I like Kellen Moore. I think he's. I think it's a couple of years too early for him still. Uh, Byron Left, which is obviously one of the names that's out there, he's not my favourite. Um, I think. Can be quarterback. Great. There's a couple of. Um, who's the fella at uh, the offensive Me? coordinator for the Packers? Um, I can't remember what his name is now. But yeah, there's talk of him wanting an OC job and starting to uh, interview now. There's, there's a few names out there. There's the usual candidates will be on the merry-go-round about, I'm sure. But Go for um, Byron Leftwich. He could probably still play for you. Probably. <laughs> well, it'd be nice to have a head coach who we could actually keep there for a decade because I'm sick of this merry-go-round in, in and out. But we have to find someone decent before we can do that. Well, there you go. So that was the podcast then, guys, for week 17. We've done the review. We've done the picks for week 18. Ready for the end of the regular season and finally knowing who is going to be playing into the uh, the rest of January and then into February as well. So that's it. Make sure you're following us on the usual channels. If you can, subscribe to the Patreon, then please do so because we upload videos every week and other stuff as well. That's patreon.com slash final down. But until next week, guys, I've been Jim. That's been Never Dave. That's been Punk Raider. Thank you very much for listening. 